Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the Internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a family moved to Napa and created one of the largest private wineries in the world. Will Russia's Olympic ban shred the culture of doping? By Eric Nyla. It took a while, but Russia finally got body-checked out of the Olympic Games. The road to ruin began in 2015, when two Russian track athletes turned whistleblowers raised suspicion about widespread state-sponsored doping at the 2012 London Games, followed by an independent report about problems at the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics. Now the International Olympic Committee has slammed the door on Russia's Olympic dreams, accusing the country of running a state-sponsored program involving more than a 1,000 athletes since 2011. The Russian team and all of its sports officials were banned from the upcoming Winter Games in Pyeongchang, South Korea, in February, although individual Russian athletes who prove they are clean could compete under a neutral flag. IOC President Thomas Bach announced the ban at a press conference in Lausanne with Switzerland on Tuesday, citing a 17-month investigative report by Samuel Schmidt, Switzerland's former president. The report clearly lays out an unprecedented attack on the integrity of the Olympic Games and sport, Bach said. As an athlete myself, I'm feeling very sorry for all the clean athletes who have suffered from this manipulation. Despite the earlier warnings of Russian foul play, Bach said Tuesday the IOC didn't have all the information needed back then to make its decision. The Schmid report detailed the structure of the Russian sports bureaucracy and how it's intertwined with the Russian government. It also gave interesting details about how Russian intelligence agents were able to unlock tamper-proof urine sample bottles using a dental instrument and a lot of hard work. Swiss forensic investigators spent two months to unlock the secrets of the supposedly impregnable Berig kit bottles, 
These Swiss-made bottles are considered tight after five clicks of the sealing ring, with a maximum exposure of 15 clicks. But by using a long, thin, pointy metal instrument, the investigators were able to jimmy open the seal by carefully inserting it into the plastic ring and pushing it up. The process left tiny scratches on the inside of the bottle, though they were only visible under a microscope, and that's how they were able to identify tampering in the Sachi samples. More than a quarter of the Russian urine samples were likely tainted or swapped out with clean urine collected from the same athletes months earlier. The report also found that suspect Russian urine samples contained high levels of salt, several times higher than found in the human body, which was used to reconstitute the urine. The Russians didn't invent any new performance-enhancing drugs for Sochi. They just bought them from the pharmacy, says Mark Johnson, a San Diego-based author who has written about doping in sports. It shows that when you take the resources of a government, both the scientific and financial resources, and their research resources, and apply it to a problem, they can find a solution. Johnson says, if it's one athlete trying to pry open a bottle, you can't do it. The culture of doping in Russia and the Soviet Union goes back to the 1960s, when success in sports brought glory to the nation. Between 1968 and 2017, Russian athletes were stripped of 50 Olympic medals, including one third of the 33 won at the Sochi Games. The IOC's Bach said that international athletes that finished behind the Russians who doped will have a special ceremony in South Korea. We will do our best to reorganize ceremonies in Pyeongchang in 2018 to try to make up for the moment they missed on the finish line or the podium. Bach said, "The IOC will propose or will be taking measures for a more robust anti-doping system under the World Anti-Doping Agency, so that something like this can't happen again." But Johnson and other critics are skeptical that the IOC's Russia ban or a new testing system instituted will make a difference in future Olympic Games. He notes that record-breaking athletic performance, regardless of whether it's the result of drugs or perhaps soon through gene editing techniques, is part of what draws TV viewers, advertisers, and national prestige. The objective of pro sports is to entertain and push the boundaries of performance. It's not to be a moralistic teacher or imposer of values, says Johnson. Of course, Olympic officials beg to differ. They point to the stated Olympism values of fair play, ethics, and hard work. But sports and national prestige will always go together, and Russians have long since decided doping is worth the risk. Vitaly Murko, Russia's former minister of sport, was implicated in having a direct role in the doping program by the Schmid report and an earlier 2015 investigation by WADA. On Tuesday, the IOC gave him a lifetime ban. But even though Murko can't go to the Olympics, he won't be leaving sports behind. Now the country's deputy prime minister, he is also president of the Russian Football Union, and next summer he will be an official host of Russia's World Cup soccer tournament.
This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how this family created one of the largest private wineries in the world right now. We started making wine in 1948, one bottle at a time. Today, we produce nearly 20 million cases a year. Chubb has helped us grow for the past 30 years. They helped us prevent equipment problems during harvest and provided guidance when we started exporting internationally. Now we're working with them on cybersecurity. My grandfather taught me to make a wine that over-delivers. Chubb over-delivers. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.